When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Sturkers and Radar Uncut, our monthly podcast brought to you by Ping. Play your best. Sorry I sound a bit stuffy, but the air conditioning here in America is driving me absolutely mad. Not only is it cold, it is noisy and I can't sleep at night. So that's why my nose and I sound like like I'm all blocked up. We are ready for episode four, everybody. Thanks again to listening for our, to our three episodes so far. And just a reminder, check us out on social as well. Sturkers Radar on Twitter and Sturkers and Radar Pod on Instagram, as Radar's just said. Well, I'm in Oxfordshire right now. Radar's in the States. Radar, I know you were so excited to head back to the States. You've been over there for the playoffs. You missed it, didn't you? You've been having a great time over there the last couple of weeks. It's absolutely been sensational. Doing work back in the UK on the PJ Tour has been fun, but it's not the same in my job. I'm back to my day job, walking the course, and uh, so far the championships have been just incredible. So many people. Our game is in such a, a healthy spot. Been amazing. You've been playing a bit of you've been well, you've been out for some nice dinners. I've seen that. You've been out for a little couple of glasses of red, some nice steaks, and a, a few nice games of golf with Beamer, haven't you? And you're playing this afternoon as well, aren't you? We were playing this afternoon, but it rained yesterday. We we're supposed to play a great oh. golf course here in Atlanta called Peach Street, Beamer and I. Beamer's still playing. Uh Robert Lee and myself were supposed to play, but we can't because it rained yesterday. And it hampered all our, it dampened our spirits because I've got to go out there and do some whole pieces today. But not to worry, I'm going to walk to the great East Lake this afternoon, the home of the great Bobby Jones. So uh, all is good. Amazing. And some nice, you've been out for some nice dinners. You've been chilling out in the evenings, behaving yourself. Oh, absolutely behaving myself. Not too bad. I've been out three times in 18 days. That's about it. Just uh, working. It's been so very hot and humid over yeah. here, about as hot and as humid as I've known it, Sarah. So uh, at night, by the time you get back to the hotel, it's, you know, starfish position on the bed and just sleep. I don't want a mental image of you in your bed in your hotel room. Thanks, Greg. Okay. <laughs> I'm just eating my lunch. The yell is spewed up, dear. <laughs> Listen, Radar, I did make a little announcement on social media the, the other day. Um, and obviously I phoned you up to, um, to, well, I told you the news, didn't I, before I announced it on social media that I'm having a, a little bubba who's arriving in January. So quite excited about all that. But I, so it's a little boy. Um, and I, I put on Instagram that I was sort of any, you know, any names, you know, please for, for followers, send them in. You know, it's always interesting to see what people think. You know, I've kind of got Henrik's up there, maybe Rory, you know, potentially. And then I had a few people saying, there's only one name. You've got to call him Wade. Oh, I don't know <laughs> about that. I, I'm kind of, I've got radar. Uh, yeah, at a very young age. I've never been a great fan of my name, Wayne. Uh, my parents just laugh at me, but, uh, you know, it could have been worse, Wayne. I could have been Christy Kerr's brother, couldn't I? And Wayne Kerr. I mean, it, it could have been, uh, it could have been a lot, it could have been a lot worse. But congratulations, Sarah. Yes, you've come out with all sorts of announcements, surprising <laughs> us so much and so many different levels. Um, but yes, congratulations to you and your partner. Absolutely magnificent news. And, um, you know, 
running around the tapping of small feet and um, you, you, you're absolutely going to love it. I've got three kids and um, best time of your life. I hope so. I'm slightly scared. I'm slightly, yeah, slightly scared, but obviously very excited. So yeah, thank you. No. I'll get you into babysitting duties. Oh, I'm not changing nappies. Shitty nappies are not happening. Especially other people. <laughs> Listen, we've got loads to get through. Um, I do want to talk a bit about the FedEx playoffs and, and, and obviously a lot, lots been happening, loads to get through. We've got a really cool guest as well on our podcast this episode. But as ever, we're going to start with Radar's Rants. What's on the agenda for this episode? Well, the rants that's going on, you know, as you've just said, I've been over here in the States and, and we're getting a lot of neg about the, the Bryson stuff is getting so much um, jip about, you know, uh, th th this Brook stuff. I was out there on Sunday this week and uh, last week, last Sunday, and sure, there's a few Brooksies, there's a few that, but I, I honestly think it's the media getting on with this more than it's actually happening, Sarah. I mean, I was out there and they gave Bryson, there are more people cheering for Bryson than they were for Patrick Cantlay. Sure, on the 18th, he was getting a bit of paddy, paddy, paddy. Yeah, but Bryson, he has got unbelievable support. And I just wish they would stop because it, it'll, it is totally false. I did it on Insta last night again. Some magazine was saying, oh, they've got to stop it. They've got to stop it. You know, Bryson, it's unfair. And, but it's not happening as much as people are saying it. And, and they love Bryson DeChambeau. Look, it's happy Gilmore of golf. This guy's flying at 350 yards. Why wouldn't people love it? So get off it and stop saying that they call him Brooksy so much. Look, people don't love Brooks more than they love Bryson. That's total rubbish. So I just wish they'd stop that. I, I really do, because I've seen it firsthand. I am seeing it firsthand. This is the third week I'll be doing it at the final here at the championship final, the dual championship final here at East Lake. And it won't change this week. They love Bryson as they love Brooks, but he isn't getting hardly done by. So whoever the guys are in the press, just trying to make stories, go away and stop it. It's a really good point. I was at a golf day actually yesterday and we were talking about it with some of the guests. And, you know, at the end of the day, he what he's doing, we've talked about it on the pub before, he's getting eyeballs onto the sport. And yeah, there's a few people in the crowd who are going to shout and yell and maybe he's not the most popular, but a lot of people do love him and love what he's doing. So just on that, obviously you've seen the news from the PJ Tour Commissioner, Jay Monaghan, obviously said, saying this week at Eastlake that basically harassing or disruptive behaviour, any comments coming from the fans or the spectators won't be tolerated and they could face expulsion from the tournament, loss of their credential or ticket. And he mentioned specifically shouts of Brooksy would qualify as being disrespectful and therefore subject to harsher penalties. So I, it's a good point you make. A lot of it's been blown up in the media, but do you think it's a good thing that the PJ Tour are now taking the stance? Yes. Yes, I, yes, I do. You know, to, to get rid of it all, all together, absolutely fantastic. You know, that, that, that's the way forward. But they're going to shout Brooksy anyway for Brooksy. So, you know, it, it, it's just one of those things. I've been out there with, 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 with players before. How do you think the, every, every professional golfer in the world that played against Tiger Woods, including me, felt when they were shouting Tiger and he was being cheered on and it was like we didn't even exist? You know, that's an advantage. 
So these professional golfers have to take it in their stride to get what they are given. You're either a popular player or you aren't a popular player. And Brooks and Bryson are both popular players, extremely popular players. And Bryson, with his team, I feel it would be great if they all sat down together and went, right now we are the most talked about golfer. We are the, the most talked about team, Bryson DeChambeau's team, on in the world. That's what they're talking about. You know, they're talking about Brooks, not for his golf at the moment. He's not playing his very best. He's playing fine. He's right up there with a chance of winning the FedEx Cup. But, you know, Bryson DeChambeau, you've also got to look at the positives. You can't look at the negatives all the time. You've got to look at positives. And the positives are that Bryson is being spoken about. And he's been spoken about about his golf. It's been a lean three months or something like that, but he burst back in the form uh, last week. It wouldn't surprise me if he won this week round East Lake. Yeah, good point. I just got to say, did you? I know you're you're big on Instagram now. Just a bit on Twitter. I just saw this earlier. So Lee Westwood, this was um, he sent a tweet out. He said, "I've been called Lumpy, Oosty, Clarky, amongst other names that I can't mention on and off for the last twenty five years, and now you bring a rule in PGA Tour." And and Shane Larry, if everyone who calls me Beef Golf gets kicked out. There'll be no fans left. I love this. Like every, all the players are coming out now and kind of obviously this rule that's been brought in regarding fan conduct by the PGA Tour. So I love that. So check out Shane's Twitter and Lee Westwood's Twitter. That, I thought that, I love that. That was brilliant. And, so, and if you want you... it to stop, Sarah, if you want it to stop, okay, on the PGA Tour, stop the bars. Let's close all the bars down and no one's allowed to have a drink and we'll all be stiff and we'll all be sensible. Yeah. No electric lemonades when you're watching the golf. Good luck with that. <laughs> What's the worst? Can you repeat this? What's the worst thing you've been called on a golf course or what heckling have you been subject to in your career? Oh, hey, fat boy. Oh, fat boy. Radar, you're rude. Oh, Radar, you're going to miss another cut. Oh, Radar, your swing's awful. You're coming over the top. But, oh, Radar, not another three. Oh, how many do you want? How many do you want? You know, you can't have this. I, I, I think it's good what they've done, the PGA Tour. They've done the right thing. Whether it's going to stop it or not is another thing. I think you need this in golf. What we've got on the PGA Tour, which is different to the European Tour, they both have their own styles. The European Tour is more subdued, but it's fantastic. It becomes electric as well in its own way. But the PGA Tour is a party. It's a festival of golf. You've been here many, many times, Sarah. It's a festival of golf. It's like a ball game. You go and watch the Yankees. You go and watch. It's big. It's, it's massive. It's loud. It's vibrant. And when you're amongst it, which I am, it, it's electrifying. And you, you don't really want to take that stuff away unless it gets out of hand. But calling someone Brooksy a little bit, you know, it's not as bad. You can be called worse. And we all have. No, I know. I agree. And I think, you know, I think a lot of people get get a bit pissed off, don't they, with the mashed potato brigade and, and the kind of the shout. So I kind of, I agree with you. I kind of, I think it's good from a PGA Tour standpoint with a disrespectful kind of element of it. But I also think you're right. You know, we want to hear the fun. We want to hear the energy and the players at the end of the day, you know, they can take it, can't they? You know, come on, they're professional athletes. They can put up with a bit of name calling and a bit of jit from the, from the fans. So 
Maybe he got, got maybe up. Bryson got a little bit upset when he lost. I mean, that was one of the greatest playoffs we've ever seen. I'll yeah. tell you the right that, that, that right now. That was just hammer and tong stuff. And I called it on the 18th. I said, whoever loses this playoff can't be upset because they didn't lose it. The other guy just won it. I mean, it was it was probably it was the best playoff I've ever seen. Best playoff I've ever watched. Had you know match play. It was just insane, wasn't it? Well, Absolutely. yeah, it was, it was insane. But Bryson had the best chances. But then he hit it in the water and got it up and down to stay in it. And, uh, you know, Cantlay stayed in it. And then Cantlay, and then he had a great opportunity for a birdie, uh, Bryson, even though it was a tough left to right putt. But Cantlay took his opportunity and, and he did it. It was just, it was just fantastic. A great uh, promotion for our game. It was, it was, it was pure. It was fantastic. I'm sure BMW and um, Jay Monaghan and the PGA Tour over the moon with the BMW. Uh, let's just hope this week which it never ceases to, to everyone's so happy. Usually after here, Rory's won a couple of times. I've seen him holding shots on 16 here at East Lake. Tigers won, you know, so many things happen here. And, and, and it always, it never disappoints East Lake to a championship. And it's going to be great. Yeah. You like his new nickname, Patty Ice? Well, yeah, it's not bad. Well, he is the Ice Man, isn't he? I'm looking down yeah. at a picture at him right here. And it's the only time I ever see him smile. The only time he's smiling is when he probably passes wind. But the thing is, you know, he's a nice man. He plays it just like uh, uh, Bernard Langer. That's the way he goes about his business. He's a fantastic player. And who would like to play him at the Ryder Cup? Put your hand up. Well, I'm not putting mine up. You told me once, I remember sat in studio with you, you told me that he was... I know you're a big fan, great player, that he was the worst-dressed golfer on tour. He's one of. Him and Adam Scott. Uh, well, no, I, you said Adam Scott. I didn't say Adam Scott. Adam <laughs> Scott's an Australian. And Cantlay's sponsored by a very famous German brand. I'm sure they – well, you've got to stop giving him that stuff in the dark because you've got to, you know, jazz him up a bit. <laughs> Patty Ice is going to get some new clobber next time we see him on, on tour, hopefully. Um, listen, should we um, should we welcome our very special guest this week? Because it's uh, he's a cracker. We did well to get we did well to get him. Actually, he's a busy man. We did well to get him. Well, he's still at Medina holding putts. Well, I'm delighted to say that our special guest for episode four of our podcast, Sturkers and Radar, is none other than the postman Ian Poulter, joining us on the line from the United States of America. Poult, how you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Enjoying the Florida weather. You know, I've got a week off. Got a week off, uh, you know, with a tour championship on this week. I uh, obviously a little bit gutted. I'm not at it, you know. Just missed out, you know. What I mean, I nearly won last week, but for that putt that lipped out on 18, I would have won, you know. But it didn't go in, and I ended up coming 37, didn't I? That's just how it goes. You've been playing well, haven't you, Paul? You got to be happy with your form of late. Obviously, we're, we're talking Ryder Cup. You know, our podcast is a monthly podcast. So we're looking at potential picks and, you know, I've covered a couple of events in the studio at Sky. We've been watching your progress. We've been playing well. How confident are you of a pick, a captain's pick for Team Europe? Well, you know, you say I'm playing well, you know, and I'd agree with that. You know, I think I'm playing well, you know, for the last two, three decades, I'd say. I've been playing pretty well. I'm pretty confident, you know. So, listen... If Paul Drig, um, you know, if obviously he uh, he wants to win, and I think he does, you know, I don't think he's an idiot. So uh, I believe I'll get the pick. I should do, you know. Um, you know, I say Ryder Cup team, you know, without Poulter is a bit like Sky Sports without Radar. I mean, it's just not, I'm just not having it. So I fully expect to get the pick, Sarah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> 
Sarah, give it away. Right, are you laughing at me, mate? <laughs> oh, God. Connor Moore, everybody. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> we were, I wanted to keep that going for a little bit longer. No, that was oh, brilliant, Connor. That was just great. I was trying to keep a straight face here. Yeah, but I couldn't. <laughs> well, we're on Zoom so we can see each other's facial expressions. So, listen, Connor, I'm a massive fan of your work and I know Radar is as well. So it's, uh, it's amazing to have you on. So uh, thank you for taking the time. No, thanks very, very much for having me. Now, I also want to ask, I mean, look, we look at your, we were, Radar and I were chatting about kind of, you know, guests who we wanted to get on. And, you know, Radar said, he kind of would be brilliant. And obviously we met, didn't we, a couple of years ago at Port Rush. And I think yeah. since I last saw you, I mean, tell us about just your career and how it's gone. Because you're a bit showbiz now, aren't you? I mean, you got your own, you got your own show in the US, you know, you're flying back across the Atlantic. You know, you're taking Instagram, you're viral on social media all the time. It's It's been a pretty amazing couple of years for you, hasn't it? Uh, it's been a cr- incredible. Like, the golf was next level. You know, I was doing, um, obviously, the Irish stuff back home. And then I started doing a little bit of soccer with the guys I was working with here in Dublin. And, uh, yeah, in 2018 then, around Christmas time, I was like, I, I should do, like, a, a golf um, a golf video. Because, like, I'm kind of just a sports, all-around sports fan, like Premier League, everything, like, you know. And uh, always followed the golf as well. So I just started doing the, go- the golf and then literally one video and all of a sudden I was flying to, to uh, Florida to meet uh, Mike McCarley and the guys at the Golf Channel. And then it just, I don't know, it just blew up from there. But it's just been great. I suppose I, I'm very lucky. You know, when you're the first person to do something, you get the in and you do get a good, a good push. And like no one had really done the golf impersonations before. While in the other sports I was doing, people had done it before. So I was coming along. But even in those sports, I was trying to do people that weren't been done. Yeah. So I was always trying to like, you know, carve out my own identity in it really. And then the golf, then I pretty much had a, a free range to just do what I liked. And it was, it's just been great. Yeah. It's been amazing. By the way, I'm practicing my right. Oh, I don't have, I don't have the glasses, but bloody hell, you know, I just sound, it's not the best, but it's going to be all right. I was only, I was, I was literally, I knew I was coming on today and I was listening to you Sunday. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, here he is, Bryce. And there he is, guy. Oh. So I was like, is this fella turn on listening to this? <laughs> well, the question is, like, the, the why I want to uh, sort of, like, where do you, where do you practice what you do? Is it in the lounge room? Well, like, 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 do you sit in a room by yourself and just focus and have a script there and just look at yourself in the mirror? Well, how do you go about it? Um, well, to be honest with you, the room, I know obviously there's a podcast, but we're actually on Zoom. We can see each other. Um, this is the room. I just sit here with this laptop. And I remember a couple of years ago thinking to myself, like, obviously, like, you know, you're, you're unbelievably blessed to get a job where you're just going around making fun of people. And it's like, you know, it's on the Internet and all that kind of crack. It's a dream job. And you could easily kind of get lost in that and maybe not put in the hours. But like I realized after a while doing this job, then I didn't have a nine to five job. But like everybody else does. And like I'm going to be bored then Monday to Friday, really you know, if I don't work nine to five. So I just started working pretty much nine to five. So I get up, well, about, I suppose, seven to five, I usually kick off. So in the morning, I'll do like three hours of different impersonations and whether that's soccer, golf, always trying to add to it. But I'll just sit here for a few hours. I'll pick one video, usually, or maybe two that are around two minutes long. And I'll just watch it and watch it and watch it. And it takes me quite a long time, like to get some people, some people are dead easy. Like Harrington, start doing him and it like, 
everybody in Ireland can do a Padraig Harrington, really. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, just like that. You know, a bit of a Dublin accent and you just squeak it up a little bit. And it's just I stick the tongue out as well. And you're laughing. Do you know, while doing Tiger then, like I spent so long trying to get Tiger. Like I even gave up on Tiger at one point because I was like, I just can't do him. And then I was just watching a video one day and I, I, I said, I'm just going to give it like four or five days where I just listen to him all day long. Like wake up in the morning, listen to him, go to bed at night with the phone like in my face, listening to him. And then, I don't know, I listened to one or two. I was chopping and changing with the interviews and then he said the words, well, the conditions were really tough out there and they were tough. And there was something about his jaw that like just hit me and I was like, he doesn't really move his bottom jaw. It's kind of like oh, really, really tough. Or uh, Yeah, just something about his jaw. It's like it's locked. And when I got that then, I just got it. Like I got Tiger and then, you know, it just kind of, yeah, I just listened to videos. And it's also like the guys you do a lot are the, be the best guys. People will go, oh, he's your best one. He's your best one. But it's always the guys you have to do a lot. So it is just practice because the more you're doing the people, the better it gets and the more nuances you pick up in their voice or the tone of their voice or whatever. And it just goes from there. Some people I can't do. I'm trying to do Phil Mickelson for two or three years. Can't do him. One or two people in the soccer this year have been trying to do the Chelsea manager. Couldn't get him. So it's sometimes you could work on someone for ages and just not get it. Sometimes you can work on someone and you think you can't get him. You could be three or four weeks in about to give up and then something happens and you get him. And it's like, Ro actually Rosie was one. Rosie, you know Roy Hodgson? He's my favourite. He's my favourite that you do. Rosie is, yeah, I think, yeah. Mint. I couldn't do him. I actually couldn't do him at the start. And I was, like, I was in the room and I was like, and I gave up on him. And then, you know Roy Hodgson that managed England? Yeah. Yeah, Roy Hodgson, he talks a little bit like that. And, uh, you know, he's a boy, you know, boy, you know uh, blah, blah, blah. I was doing him in the room one day and my brother just opens the door and he goes, this is a couple of years ago, he just opens the door and he goes, what are you doing Justin Rose? And I was like, pissed off. I was like, what? I was like, I was doing Roy Hodgson. And he goes, oh, all right, I thought it was Justin Rose. And it clicked with me about five minutes later. I went, I'm an idiot. Oh my God, was I doing Rosie? So I went back out to him. I was like doing it. So then I started doing Rosie different. I said, you know, all the guys, and you know, delighted to, uh, to be here. A little bit disappointed this year. Didn't make uh, the Ryder Cup or the Olympics, uh, right? You know, me, yeah. Mr. Olympian, Mr. Muhammad Ali that I am. I was a bit disgusted by that, but... Uh, Hopefully, you know, there's a chance I might get a captain's pick. If not, I am available for commentary. <laughs> Carlo, is he going to pick him? Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll pick Rosie if um, if Shane's knocked out of the ninth spot. Yeah. Uh, Wentworth, I don't know what the crack is there. Um, if Shane makes it, he's three picks. Obviously, if Shane doesn't make it, he's three picks. But I do think Shane's playing really well. I, I, I fancy Shane to get a pick. I hope he does anyway. Um and then I think Sergio and Pulse. Pulse. Yeah, Pulse. Yeah, there's no he Sergio or Sergio and Garcia or Sergio and Polter are the two definites in my yeah, opinion. One hundred percent. Yeah. And then it all depends. Hopefully, please God Shane makes it. And then I don't know. I, uh, hopefully Rosie gets the third pick. I'd like to see him get it, yeah. Do you think he'll get it? Yeah. The thing is, you sort of look at it something right now and, and you look at it at, at um, look, you look at it, Stenson, who's throwing a spanner into the works the last couple of tournaments, showing willing to go over there and play in the Czech Republic. Then all of a sudden going up to the mountain, running top four. You know, what, what, what do you do? And then, and then you've got uh, Wyndham. He played well. Justin. It's all going to come down to the PJ Championship, which is going to be fantastic at Wentworth. Really. Um, are you playing the Pro-Am? I'm not, no. I'm dead. I'm, What's I'm, wrong I'm, with I'm, you? Got I know, yeah. Dog. I should have. I should have actually put the word in. I was looking at that. I should, I would have liked to have played that. Although, you know, traveling nowadays and stuff, and 
I'm still in Dublin and what NetJets? NetJets. NetJets. Put in the call. Can I get sponsored by them? Actually, by the way, are you sponsored by them, Raider? <laughs> Do I see NetJets in your oh, color? Yeah. <laughs> um, Connor, can we go? Can, two of my favorites. So I know Paulter. Obviously, I'm a big fan of your Tiger impression. I think that I think that's spot on. And I think the 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 kind of some of the terminology you use. Two of my other favorites, DJ and Bryson. Was DJ quite easy to do? Was Bryson quite tough to do? How long kind of, what was the work to, to get those two nailed on? Yeah, see, it all depends as well. Like DJ is like a caricature, really. Let's be honest. Like I just like, just went with, um, you know, it's like, it's cool, man. Can't wait for the Ryder Cup. Um, You know, last time I played the Ryder Cup, I, I was in, um, I was in France. And people of France were just so cool to me, man. They were like, we, I was disappointed. We lost. I was walking out, and these two French dudes stopped me, and they just said, you know, you're my favorite player, DJ. Don't don't feel bad. You're the, the best player in the world. And I was like, I was blown away, Sarah. I just, you know, I was just like, you know, I don't know what to say. So I just said the only two words I know in French. Gracias. <laughs> Brilliant, brilliant. But that Bryson is yeah, like Bryson must be harder, right? To get he is, yeah, he is. He's quite hard, like, and again, like it's, uh, and then he just like, how do you do Bryson? He just he's he's Bryson. It's how do you how do you parody someone who is a parody of themselves? Yeah. You know, he comes on and the stuff he comes out. I love his interviews at the end. Of the you know, I just want to thank my sponsors straight off. Straight off, I want to say without them, and then when he loses. There ain't no sponsors. <laughs> He's like, and I kind of feel a bit bad for him, like, but he just puts his foot in it so much, like it's unreal. You know, he comes out and he's just, I don't know, now they're all getting banned for, um, or people are getting thrown yeah. out if they say the word Brooksy. Yeah. You know, people are calling me Brooksy. It's just not right, okay? You know, but let me tell you, I'm going to play well. I'm going to play really, really well. And next Sunday, Tour Championship, my name is going to be all over that trophy. Brooksy DeChambeau, I mean, Bryson DeChambeau. <laughs> Honestly, though, that, that feud between the two, I know you've done a couple of little sketches and skits. What, what, honestly, as a, as a golf fan, as Conor Moore, what have you made of, of that, of the, of the playground behaviour between the two? Uh, initially, I love it. Like, I, I absolutely, because for me, like, it just gives me some content because, like, golf yeah. is not, like, the craziest sport in the world. Like, like, compared to soccer, like, the soccer managers and stuff, they give me content every week. While in golf, it's a bit more subdued. And I love it up to a certain point, when I heard uh, like some of the stuff that happened to Bryson, the thing last week, I know people are kind of laughing at the fact that the PGA Tour came out and said that they would chuck people out if they called him Brooksy. But like he's after losing and some asshole, for want of a better word, shouts at him Brooksy, knowing that it does frustrate him. Like it is to me bordered, it borders on the line of bullying then. And like, I know he's a professional. People go, he's loads of money and all that. But he's a human being at the end of the day. He's disappointed like, if I if I lose if I play bad in a Sunday competition like in my home course back in Mullingar, I'm you know totally pissed off walking off and I'm like, imagine what he's like you know he wants all these victories he's a he's a serious competitor but like yeah I love it to a certain point I just I just don't know whether is it getting into kind of nasty town now so it's yeah it's a weird one you know I agree I agree with you so listen in terms of I know you've been working on the radar impression there's a couple of radar's got some great sayings hasn't he like little lines I think. What's the, what's the radar? You don't have to tell me out here. So uh, great for line. How is it for length? Give me a couple of your best lines. 
Oh, I haven't got any lines. Oh, Give me the tips. Help. Give me the tips on how to nail a radar. I just come out with, you know, I talk about the wind. And sometimes I've got this guy, he calls me up and he calls me out for Celsius. He says, you're always talking about the wind. But I have to talk, <laughs> I have to talk about the wind. Yeah, that's the way it is. It's the end of the wind, it's down when it makes such a wind's coming off the <laughs> But I don't know what I'm I don't know what I'm saying out there. As long as it, you know, I, I, I genuinely think the natural progression for you though is gonna be like nature programs. I see you like kind of doing you know, like David Attenborough stuff. Here he is. Yeah. Look at the line. He's coming off. The wind's coming off the left. The deer is up there. I think if he gets around, if he goes, if he jumps in him, I think if he's aggressive here, he might get the right line. And there he goes. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know kind of, the thing is in my game, if we've got a really, um, a really uh, a soft day, like in the respect of no wind, the echo is through the galleries. I can, and I speak loudly anyway. And, 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 and it's one of those things when I start whispering, uh, you have to because they hear me so many times. They've said, Radar, shut up, because they know it's me, you know, the players, uh, <laughs> when they're putting or whatever. And then all of a sudden, once they start to applaud, it's like, oh, he's only gone and send the bloody south into the cookie jar. And then, you know, it's like, and then it's sort of like, it pipes up. So, yeah. What about stand up shows? Have you thought about doing shows like in theatres and stuff? Well, do you know what? It's it's on the cards for next year. It was something that I thought maybe I would be doing at the end of last year is what the plan was. And then obviously with COVID hit, there was none of that sort of crack. But um, I want to do something in Ireland because um, I've done a lot of traveling over the last couple of years. But with COVID now, obviously, I'm doing the golf show from Dublin. And, uh, you know, you're doing a lot more videos for people. You're giving them pretty much the same product, except you're coming on the screen, which is kind of yep. great. Like Because traveling is great. And, like, obviously you know in in the golf game when you're traveling around like it, it can be it can take its toll on you or whatever and people go oh you're living a great life or whatever and it's like i'm kind of going from hotel to hotel and you get fairly sick of planes fairly quick so um hopefully now at the end of next year i want to do a dublin show and then maybe take something into the uk but also possibly we may be doing something like like shows in and around majors and things like that like a golf show like we Good. like i'm working with a couple of really talented guys over in america um when it comes to eat their writing and their acting and stuff like that, like some of the sketches this year, I don't know if you see it from the show, like the marriage counselor one and stuff like that. Like, but there's been some classics and I'd love to kind of team up with them maybe and do something around the, like the majors or the big events, maybe on the PGA tour, something like that. Yeah. So it is, it's on the horizon for me because the great thing about, thing about doing videos all the time is they always have to be different and stuff. But when you have a show, like you can bring that show, you're going to a different place and you can bring the same show for a few months, like once it's a different audience all the time, obviously, um, and add to it as the year has gone on. But it doesn't always have to be different, but it's definitely on the cards, yeah. Yeah, it's a great thing because the PJ at Wentworth, um, they've got a big show on Saturday night that they usually have. And you know on the PJ tour over here, they, they in most weeks they have a big stage set up and they've got bands. And uh, you getting up there, there's a great opportunity for you. I, I'm sure you've, you're, you're tapping into it. You know, my question is yes. You know, what, what, what the question was, you've, you've said yes and, you know, wisely. So there's a big opportunity for you, Connor. Yeah, I do a lot. I do, I do, do, do a lot of kind of after dinner stuff, maybe after like pro-am days and things like that, like, you know, and dinners that night and all that kind of crack. Again, no, I haven't done many in the last year and a half, but uh, it, uh, I actually was booked in to do one, set, uh, the Honda Classic, which is next month. Um, but I don't think that's probably not going to happen because we still can't get over to uh, the good old USA. Yeah, it's hard to get here. It really is hard to get here. Yeah. Connor, it's been, it's been brilliant to have you on. Just before you go, uh, we ask all our guests who come on, um, 
We've got a little segment called I'll Have a Mulligan, Please. So something a player would want to do or have again in their career or their life, maybe. So I'm going to ask you the same question. If you could have a mulligan, what would you change? Well, I, I would change this one because it gave me serious anxiety for about two days and I thought I was going to lose my Golf Channel contract over it. Where I was at the Players' Championship like last year or whatever. And this they asked me to go do a, an interview with um, Sky Germany. And it was a German guy, absolute gentleman. So he was asking me questions and I was doing impersonations, but he had to translate the impersonation. So this was a very odd experience. So I was doing Tommy Fleetwood. He was going, uh, he would like ask the question in German into the camera. And he'd be like, no, this is my impression of a German accent, but it's, Ooh, I told you, blah, blah, blah. so he comes to me, ask me the question. And I'd be doing Tommy Fleetwood going, yeah, I mean, I can't wait, you know, myself and Francesco, you know, we were talking about it last night, we just, yeah, blah, blah, blah. So then it goes to Harrington. And then I came out with this, I don't know what it was. And usually I'm scripted most of the time. Like a lot of time I'll have a think about what I'm going to say. But he says, uh, so Podrick Harrington, in German, he says, what about the Ryder Cup? What do you think? And I'm standing there talking to him. And uh, I'm like, yeah, look, I'm here. I'm looking at a lot of players. You know, there's a few players in the field. Um, a countryman of yours, uh, Martin Coimer. Yeah, I am. You know, listen, um, it's going to be a real war against the Americans. And uh, you know, the Germans, they love a good war. <laughs> and he just Don't the mention the war. <laughs> he looked into the he looked into the he looked into the camera, and he goes, "Whoops!" Uh, and I was only two impressions in, and he cut the whole thing off. And I walked off. I was trying to say sorry to him. He was like, "Oh, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine." It's fine. But I think we were live, and I went off then. And I remember sitting in the car. And I work with like um, Alexandra Lockton, the Golf Channel. We were over at GMAX place and we were drinking a pint and I was like, that's it, I'm done. I'm done. I don't know why I came out with that one. <laughs> I don't know why I said it, but if I could go back and take that back, I would definitely take that one back. That was a stupid joke. Yeah, but Can I ask one more question, Sarah? What did you do before this found you, Connor? Uh, I did a degree in uh, finance in Dublin and then I went to America for a year or two, came home, I was doing finance and I just got so bored of it. I, it just wasn't for me. I just didn't like sitting there. I ended up doing sales. So I just went, took a bit of a wage cut in terms of base wage, but I was like going around like selling telephone um, packages to companies. And in my head, I was going to become like the best salesman in the world or something. You know what I mean? And I mean, what? a painful job it was like so many people told me to F off walking into buildings and stuff like that oh, that's God. what I was doing pretty much annoying people and then I started doing telesales and then I did the video oh, the funny thing about the video is a company rang me up after they did one video and they were like come in we'll give you a job I think you're a great impressionist it was my very first video then they asked me show us your stuff show us your portfolio stuff and I was like um, I, I don't like that's pretty much it like what you have there you know the video on the phone and they were like, so you don't do any, and then I was kind of going, oh, no, no, I do, I do. Just give me, give me a week or so, you know? So they gave me a week, came back, sent them a load of stuff. And they were like, you're not that good at all. No, we don't have a job. Sorry, bang. But like, I was good at, I didn't get the job, but I actually quit my own job the next day because of what I learned in that week was, I was like, these things are getting better as you practice, like, which I kind of thought, well, oh, it's all natural and you just have it or you don't. So I realized that I practiced. So I gave up my job and I said, I'll give it six months. And if I don't have a, uh, I was, I was going to go back into finance after my experience in sales. It's a tough old gig, like. So, yeah, that was it. I was doing sales. I was a salesman. I was a butcher. <laughs> You've sold yourself well, lad. <laughs> right, the quick nine. Yeah, should we do it? Yep. Best city for a night out, Connor? Best city was Houston, Texas. Oh. Yeah, amazing. 
Swing you most admire on tour? Roy McIlroy. Yeah. Favourite event on tour? The Open. Good answer. Favourite tipple? Oh. I know you like a little drink. Oh, Guinness. <laughs> Give me the vitamin G. <laughs> Favourite quote or mantra? Something that you maybe try to live your life by? Always be yourself. Unless you're an impressionist. <laughs> Uh, favourite club in your bag because you're quite a handy golfer aren't you I've, I've seen your swing on Insta what's your favourite club I must admit I'm a 15 handicap I am I'm not, to call myself athletic is a bit big headed but I, I'm very well coordinated I'm quite skillful like playing soccer and Irish football and stuff so I look like I have a good swing but if you notice you don't really see where the ball goes in most of those things on Instagram <laughs> yeah, so I but favourite club in the bag would be like, my favourite club in the bag, it'd be my eight or nine iron. I always hit them well enough. If I'm within, like, 150, I'm, I'm, I'm laughing. Like, I'm always, I like not that I'm always going to hit the green. No, no way, but I like those clubs, yeah. You like DJ, good from 150 and in. Like that. Oh, yeah. L- lowest round you've ever shot? 85. Nice. Celebrity. That was quick. Yeah. <laughs> that was quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't forget that. <laughs> Celebrity crush. Celebrity crush. Palm Radar. No. Cristiano Ronaldo's girlfriend. I was just excited. She's <laughs> and don't tell don't tell my future wife. <laughs> yeah, by the way, you're recently engaged, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting married now in November, yeah. Oh, amazing. And um and then impression, we've kind of touched on the hardest impression. What's the who are you kind of working on right now? Who are we gonna see? you releasing soon into the impersonating world? Hopefully. Now, I've been saying this for a while, though, but Jack Nicholas. Ah. Oh, good, yeah. I yeah. can't see that. I don't know. Is that going to be difficult? I can't see that being difficult. High, almost a Philip Walton high. Do you know what I mean? Not as high as Phil, but a cross between Jack and... Tell me, please. Is that a difficult one? Is it a toughie? It, to me, yeah, it's like naturally it is a bit of a toughie, but like looking at it, I think I'll get it. And I think there's any amount of content because like I've obviously been in Jack's presence a few times like and like he's kind of like, when am I going to see me? Like he wants me to make fun of him. He's like, he's giving me a oh, you're cool guy. as well. Great guy. He great is guy. A, oh, he's a legend. Like he's yeah. so easy going and stuff. You know what I mean? And he was even telling me, he's like, you know, I'm a bit of a wise ass. <laughs> That's what <laughs> <really cool. laughs> Brilliant. Love it. And listen, you're going to get Radar nailed on and then we'll get you on somewhere down the line on Stokers and Radar again and uh, you'll have Radar down to a tee. They might put me on the course one day and I'll just do it and let's see, do the, the Sky Sports viewers realise that it's not Radar. I'm sure, I'm sure Sky will be up with that, with um, Golf Channel be a sister company. I'm sure 100%. We'll, we'll do a little whole segment. Absolutely. That, they'll be up for that kind of you, I, I, Do you know what would be great, actually? You and Bones. Oh, but just I keep going talk, between you I and I can't bones. speak as fast as him, man. <laughs> the golf whispers. <laughs> yeah. um, Mate, great. Thank you ever so much. Connor, it's been awesome. Guys, thanks for Thank having me. Thank you. Thanks very, very much, guys. Uh, you know, I, I was trying to get Connor a couple of episodes ago, so delighted that he made it on, and we, we're, we're huge fans, and I can't wait till he gets your impersonation down to a T, but what a guest. What a, I mean, a, and a great guy as well. I loved having him on. Absolutely. I, I, you know what? The one thing is, I, I, 
I'm so impressed that someone has come out with something original. Like there's so many people that you, you, you do presenting like you do, or you do on course stuff like I do. And people who come along, basically, they just look at us and, and, and you know, I'm not, I'm not blowing our trumpets or anything like that. I'm just saying, well, they copy it and they go, well, I can do that too. Yeah, okay, well, good luck. But the thing is, I love to see someone like Connor go, I'm going to do that. And it's original. And that's, mm. I, I'd love to put him on my shoulders because honestly, what he's done, my brother's a huge fan of his in Hong Kong. And he was the first a few years back that, that have you heard of this Connor Moore radar? And I went, not really, blah, blah, blah. And uh, ever since, anything he does uh, is, is unreal. Yeah, the clock, the Liverpool manager, if you see that one with the teeth, he yeah. looks like a horse. It's just brilliant. It's just absolutely, you know, he's a very clever, cool young Irishman. He is, he's brilliant. You said it, you nailed it perfectly. You don't meet a bad Irishman or woman. They're always brilliant. Good crack, but always lovely. Yeah, I've never met a... Uh, I've never met a uh, Irish person, you know, lady or, or, or gentleman. I've never met a tosser. I really, I, I really have not. <laughs> or maybe two or three, but that's about it. Now, one of the one of my highlights, I think, the last few weeks. Obviously, your stateside. I was up in Carnoustie um, a couple of weeks ago for the AIG Women's Open. Radar, that's always one of my favourite events. It's, I think, the, the elevation of that championship, you know, the, the venues they're playing, Troon last year, Carnoustie, Muirfield, Porth Call, some amazing courses. Um, the RNA and AIG have really, they've gone to town with it and it's just become, you know, one of the biggest events now in the women's game. This year, the prize fund increased by 1.3 million to 5.8 million. So the most lucrative event in women's golf, the winner, Anna Norquist, very well done to her, amazing performance, $870,000 she took home. Next year, it increases even more, a further $1 million in 2022 to $6.8 comfortably making it the largest purse out of the five women's majors. I think this is just rewards for the women's game becoming bigger, better and stronger and I just think it's fantastic that the RNA, Martin Slumber's done an amazing job. AIG, the sponsor, have put this championship to a different level. And I know you wholeheartedly agree with me. Absolutely. We spoke about it a couple of podcasts back. It was, yeah, it's long overdue that uh, that, that should happen. But the majors, yeah, they can do it. They have the money. Uh, and congratulations, Mr. Slumber's and your team there at the RNA. Fantastic stuff. But it's time the European tour, uh, the ladies, the L.E.T., Someone comes along and grabs it. I mean, honestly, it's there because Sky are putting it on television all the time. And go and grab the whole tour, a big name brand, and go, bang, this is ours. And uh, it's there to be had. I think it's, um, it, it's just great business that is there waiting to be done. And, yeah, it's long overdue, this sort of stuff, for ladies' golf. Ladies golf is fantastic to watch. They're fantastic players. Okay, they don't get over there and overpower golf courses. Well, some of them do. They do it in a very different way. But it's, um, I love watching ladies golf, and it's a great product. Get on board. Get with the program somewhat. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Um, do, do you not agree, you know, with the – we look at the – we look at the guys. I mean, you're there covering, as we've been talking about, the FedEx Cup. You know, what – the winner of the FedEx Cup gets, what, 15 million now? It's the, the money in the men's game is ludicrous. It's kind of crazy that we're still, the women's game is so far behind. Yeah, look, it's going to be, 
to get parity, to get equality between the two sports, I mean, that's going to take an age and it may never happen. But it's so good, isn't it, that we're now seeing, you know, these women need, these women need to be playing for decent money. We've talked about it with the Rose Lady series. They don't want to be playing for, you know, for small cash sums. They, they need to be playing for big bucks. They deserve it. And why not? So we need to try and close that gap between the men's and the women's game. Well, it's going to be very hard to, 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 um, to close that gap but gap because you know it's not you know it's not my idea but it's obviously easier to sell sponsorship for the men's game at, at the moment but this is a start and it's a huge leap that the rna are embarking on do you know, to give more money and then they, they're going more money so they have big ideas with this ladies open championship you know and we've got the uh, the seniors open championship i did that the week after also george's at sunningdale golf club but when are we going to have a seniors ladies championship on the European tour? It can start. They've got a big seniors tour over here now. Trish Johnson won last week. Our own Sky yeah. Sports, Trish Johnson, she won. So, you know, there's all sorts of things that can be done and they can't be just left, left alone and um, we need to address it. And let's address things that we are addressing. The ladies' prize money, they need, as you said, they need to make a living. Uh, that's the way it is. You all want to be entertained, and you are entertained by watching these ladies play their games and win championships, but they need to be rewarded. They need to live in nice houses and drive nice cars and uh, do nice things as well. And uh, I think we're going to get there. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get there. How long it takes? Hopefully not too long. Exactly, exactly. Now, I also wanted to touch on, um, are you, I know you're a big fan. He's a ping player as well. <laughs> big Tone winning. Oh, finally. Big Tony finally winning that second event at the Northern Trust. Breda, I was so relieved to see it. You know, I, I still remember before lockdown, so it, must, it was 19, wasn't it? Phoenix. Yeah. Um, when he... Web I spoke to him. Yeah, when, exactly. Web Simpson went on that birdie blitz and I... I stood there at the end of the sky cart with, with Big Tone and he, he's a class act. He always fronts up, does interviews, whether he's won or lost. And he was gutted. And I thought that day, you know, he didn't lose it. Webb just shot the lights out down the stretch and took away the, took away the title. We've waited so long. And can you, what pressure has he been under with con us constantly in the media saying, come on, Tony, you're too good. You're too talented. When are you going to win again? How happy were you for him to see him Again, breaking through into that winner's circle. Well, I was standing with him on the 18th green there at Liberty National whilst he was waiting for um, Cameron Smith to hit that 25-foot putt to win the championship. And he wasn't wishing uh, any ill on Cam Smith, uh, but you could see how nervous he was. Another chance. He's standing with his management. They were trying to um, help him out and calm him down. And... Uh, Look, I know how much it means to Tony. Uh, he lost in a playoff as well at the Riviera this year to Max Homer. And he pulled that bunk, that, that, that shot. And he might have blown it a little, a little bit there at, at Riviera. But did he blow it? I think he shot 64 or 65 last day to get into it. So that's not choking. It hasn't been choking that, that, that's been um, Finau's problem. It's been other guys just playing a little better than him on a Sunday. That Phoenix, I think it was a 71 or a 72 he shot Sunday. Just not good enough there. But, you know, when you go to Riviera and you shoot six or seven under on the last day to get into a playoff, you know, you haven't done anything wrong, have you? So, you know, he's a great player. Sure, he'll be on the Ryder Cup team. 
And two tournament uh, wins now, you know, fantastic player. And it, it, there will be more to come from Tony Vito. Definitely. Nicest man in golf, right? Oh, besides you and I. <laughs> he's just the best. He's just... I mean, Steve Stricker as well, for me, might be up there in my top three of nicest men in golf. But Tony Finau is definitely in my top five. Um, I love him. I'm a big fan. So, yeah, I was really chuffed about that. Now, listen, Rado, you've had your little rant. So it's time for It Stirked Me. What has been, what's kind of hurt me? What's what's annoyed me this this episode or over the last month? And did you see, I don't know how well you know, <laughs> hopefully he doesn't listen to the podcast, did you see this Twitter spat between John Huggan and Amanda Balionis? Did you see this? No, no. I like Huggy on Twitter. He likes to say he <laughs> John. He likes the Twitter. And he's very good at it. But Amanda's good at a job. No, I, I, I don't read Twitter. I don't. I, I don't. Do, I do, I've just started doing Instagram. Twitter. Yeah. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't think I should be allowed on that. Well, do you know what? I think you're right. He is good. He's opinionated. He puts his, and I know he's. I think he's he's pissed a couple of people off in his time. But basically, you know, and I know Amanda, you know Amanda, yep. she's she's a class act, she's a top professional, she does a brilliant job, high pressure job with our friends in the US, CBS. And basically he sent this tweet out saying, Why do women obviously it was related to her, why does she effectively why does she have to wear and I can say this because I'm sitting here from a female perspective, why does she have to wear you know, such short skirts. And and I was appalled by this, Radar, because I think, you know, you're, you and I, as mates, we talk about this a lot and we've just had a massive conversation there about the AIG Women's Open being, you want to see the women's game grow and elevate. You're a massive fan of women's sport, professionals in general. I feel passionate about it. I think it's important that on the podcast that we cover women's golf just as much as as, you know, men's golf. And I think, it's really important that we that we all support and, and back up what he's been trying to what he's been trying to be done in from all the governing bodies in, in the game of golf. And I just think this comment, why is why is someone needing to A even mention or look at the length of somebody's skirt? She's there doing a job. And why does that need to be put out there in the public in the public domain. You know, if it was a guy doing the interviews in a pair of shorts or a tight T-shirt showing off his biceps, would any comment have been made about that? So, and to be fair to John Hogan, he has apologised. He said on Twitter, and I'm going to read his tweet out, he said, look, I did something really stupid on here the other day. No excuses. And to those who were quite rightly and understandably offended, my sincere apologies. Rest assured, it will never happen again. But basically, so... Credit to him, but the fact is that comment, all the work we're trying to do in women's golf, in women's sport, we don't need comments like that. You know, I've had it in studio, you know, when I've worn a short dress or a low cut top, whatever it is, I'm there to do a job. What we wear and how, how we look is irrelevant. And why is it such a, why does it have to be a thing with women when it's not so with men? And I just think it was a completely sexist comment and it was wrong. And Amanda replied and she said, look, when will you stop with the toxic takes? They are not short skirts. And that's the thing. They are just, she said, they are just skirts. It's a golf skirt. She's not, she's not there trying to wear a short skirt. She's wearing golf attire, doing her job. And then she goes on to say, if the fashion choices of adult women make you this uncomfortable, 
I'd suggest you look inward. You can, in fact, be good at your job and not have to hide your body to be respected. So I just think, look, fair play to me is apologize, but I just think for everything we're trying to do and the sexism in sport and golf, we just don't need comments like that. And it really, it really got to me. Well said. Well said. So yeah, that was my little that was my little rant, and hopefully we won't see comments like that again on social media. So, um, good, bad, and the fugly. Now it's quite hard to kind of narrow this down. My good, I'd say, um, there's been a lot of good from some of the Scottish players of late. Uh, Grant Forrest, Callum Hill, on the European tour, loved watching that, um, and also Henrik Stenson, that bogey three sixty three in Cron was amazing. So I think a couple of, so well done to the Scots boys and to Stenson. That's kind of my good uh, for this episode. What about you? Well, the good, we're getting back to normal. I mean, being over here and watching on the European tour, the ETP doing a good job over there, uh, Sky Arbor, when you're in the States. You know, we're getting back to normal. The announcement of the, um, the PGA Tour and the, um, and the, the PGA Tour and the European Tour getting together uh, is, is absolutely massive. Uh, there's a lot of talk about that over here. I can relay back to over there about that. A lot of players are so very, very happy. A lot of players over here just are whispers that I'm getting. Um, the BMW last week on the playoffs and the BMW next week, they're wondering whether that would be up there, would be a possibility where the, the one at Wentworth would be in the playoffs. Uh-huh. So okay. that wouldn't be a bad um, – that would be a great shout. That would be good if, if that – but that would be – it would be upsetting to lose one um, there. But, you know, on the PJ Tour, they have so many sponsors that they can readily go and get. If the middle one was um, – and then we come to Eastlake there in London. It's not a long flight from London to around here. It's six and a half hours. And you go over and play it and you could finish on a Saturday maybe. I don't know. But, but that's the, they're, they're the whispers I'm hearing. Whether the people listen to our podcast, Jay Monaghan and, and Keith Pelly go, no, nah, no, nah, that's not going to happen. But that's what I, I, the whispers I've heard that um, maybe, maybe we're down the road, down the road, Wentworth could be. Would love to see that. That'd be amazing. Does it make sense to you? Absolutely amazing. I think the, this strategic alliance between the two tours, I think, is fantastic. And I think it's only going to get better and stronger, isn't it, at the end of the day? It could go anywhere, yeah. couldn't it? It could go yeah. anywhere. Yeah. We've got the Scottish yeah. in there now. Obviously, the yeah. Open. The Irish would be a blast to be in there. That, 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 that's absolutely Irish-Scottish, the Open. You've got that swing. You've got the, 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 the link swing. Like in tennis, they've got the hard court. They've got the clay. They've got the grass. We, uh, yeah. we could do that sort of thing. Uh, and it's all happening. We've been speaking about it for years. It's all happening. We're moving forward. But, yeah, it, it's all progressing and it's so many positives. I think I said this a couple of podcasts ago, but I, I keep on going on about it. I just feel so positive about where our game is at and so many young players, so many good players, uh, and so many good lady players. And the, and the quarter sisters, Nelly, world number one, won the PGA, Easily world number one. Jessica, right up there, top 20 golfer in the world. Fantastic. Peter Corner, the dad, former Australian Open tennis champion, uh, got to number two in the world. So it's a golfing family. Um, and, and Nelly, you know, it's time. You know, Annika played on the PGA Tour. What didn't make the cut? Then we had um, Michelle Wee play. So maybe it's your time to come and uh, a, a come and play. I'd love to see her play the second week on the PGA Tour 
in Hawaii at the Sony. It's a good golf course. It's a friendly golf course. It'd be great for her. So I don't th- don't know how long it, until that's going to happen. And I'll tell you another thing I'm listening to, I'm, I'm hearing over here. I hear just a whisper, just a whisper. I want to get the rumours out that Brooks and Bryson might be having a little match in Vegas at the end of the year. Radar's the man in the know. Well, if it happens, if it happens. But I'm hearing that sort of, I'm going to give you the whispers. Don't come and start screaming at me, ladies and gentlemen, that it wasn't true. But I like to give you the little rumours. I love that. And do you how you know, how, you see, that's entertainment. That's golfing entertainment right there. How many people would love to see that? Sorry if you just heard my dogs barking. I didn't pay. I didn't pay for Tiger Woods and Phil. No. I would pay for Brooks and Bryson. Yeah. I would don't you feed you. your don't you feed your dog? They're they're moaning at me saying, come on, sir, because it's it's Go for a uh, walk. <laughs> we need a walk, we need a poo, and we need some food. So in that order. <laughs> come to think of it, it's early in the morning, so do I. Yeah, I was going to say, that's your morning routine right there. Um, right. Um, my bad. Um, I've lost my train of thought now. My bad. Okay, my bad. Patrick Reed battling pneumonia. Now, we missed the first couple of playoff events. I'm going to say it's bad. A few people say, oh, well, we don't care that Patrick Reed's not, not been playing because he might not be the most popular. I've always liked Patrick Reed. I mean, he's always been... He's like a pantomime villain, but I, I'm a fan. And I was I feel feel for him. He's been really battling ill health in hospital in Houston. But he's playing this week, isn't he, in the tour championship? So I hope I hope he gets back, I hope he plays, I hope he gets through this week. And I would love to see him, because he's been knocked out of the automatic spots, obviously that the the six picks left. I'd love to see him in the Ryder Cup because I just think it's not good for us from a European perspective, but I think the Ryder Cup with Patrick Reed in is better and it's entertaining. So I hope that he's okay this week and we'll see him at the Ryder Cup. That's my bad, that he's been ill. Loving it. Ryder Cup would be the same without Captain America. Absolutely, 100%. We want Patrick Reed there. Definitely. And um, my fugly was just Radar, Bernd Wiesberger, 18th tee, Ryder Cup place in his sights, ended up with a horrific double bogey to lose and... Heartbreaking, just that double bogey in Kron for Wiesberger. So much at lo- at stake with the chat with the tournament, obviously, and obviously Ryder Cup as well. So that was just horrible to see. Horrible to see. I watched it, and I yeah. couldn't believe it. How he must have felt walking off there and signing his card would have been horrific. So that is a double fugly. Yeah. Double fugly. All right, and so let's just finish up with our little prediction. Then we like a little prediction, don't we? At the end of our podcast, and we just got we just got to quickly talk Ryder Cup. So I'm thinking when we had Connor, obviously we were talking about the Ryder Cup wildcard picks for Harrington. I mean, for me, Paul to Sergio are in. I think Sergio played well last week at the BMW. Paul has been playing. Um, Paul is a postman. He's been showing some good form. I, I think they're. Do you not agree? Dead certs. Those two. Yeah. The third one, I'm a bit intrigued by. I mean, I personally, having said that with, with Burnt, I'd love to see, I know how, what it would mean to Burnt to play in a Ryder Cup. Worked with him a little bit in 18 in Paris. He was doing some stuff for us with Sky Sports. Had that tough injury. He's a quality player. Um, multiple winner on the European Tour. I'd love to see Burnt get a pick because he's, he's there or thereabouts. 
Shane, I hope, qualifies automatically. A lot of permutations, obviously, with what can happen at the PGA Championship at Wentworth. Um, if Bern gets a top 15, I think in this week's Italian, he would move ahead of Rory on the European points list, which would see McElroy bump Lowry off the world points list. But then, obviously, Lowry plays Wentworth. So, a lot can still happen. But that third pick, I'm going to go Wiesberger. Whoa. Look, I, I think I think if Shane comes out of that ninth position, like Connor Moore said, Shane is going to get a pick, but Wiesberger's yeah. gone. Um yeah, because I'm banking on Shane being in automatically. That's exactly right. And he loves Wentworth. He has bagged yeah. so much cash. He's had seconds. He's had numerous top tens, Shane. He absolutely adores it there. He eats down my local pub in Sunning Hill called the Carpenter's Arms. Wonderful food. That's where he eats most nights. He loves the area. So we want him to make it for Harrington. Because you've got to be thinking, if he goes out of that top 10 chain, it's going to be Lowry, Sergio, Poulter. And yeah, agree. you're going to pit Wiesberger in front of Rosen. Yeah. Okay. So, because I think he's got... what? Are you, so, if, if Shane qualifies automatically, are you, going Ro, are you going Rose, Poulter, Sergio? Yep. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. Got you thinking there. No, I know. I know. I just, I probably worry about um, Rosie's form not worry you. Yeah. Well, he had a chance to win at the Wyndham about three weeks ago. And uh, I was doing that in the studio in London and he actually blew it. But he got himself in a position back nine Sunday. After having not done much in the run up to that, right? That's right. But what's going to happen, Sarah, is that PGA Championship. Okay, they're playing for the, the massive PJ, uh, BMW PJ Championship, but there's a tournament within a tournament there yeah. that, that week. That's going to be yeah. massive. It's going to be announced on Sky Sports on the Sunday night, but that's going to be absolutely massive, the PJ Championship, for people yeah. to go, right, well, one of them gets the top five, and what about Stenson? What happens if Stenson well, runs third at BMW? That means he's gone top five, top three, Top five. Exactly. What do you do? So my question is that it all comes down to, I talked about it with Katrina Matthew the other day with the Solheim Cup picks. It's that balance of experience and form. But you look at the lineup now. So I'm right in this. So basically we've got, I think, so So take it as though Shane's in. in. So we're doing that. Let's hope that. Let's team. hope that. Yeah. So we've got, so look at the team. We've got Ram. Fleetwood, Hatton, McElroy, Hovland, Casey, Fitzpatrick, Westwood and Larry, I think at the moment. I think that's correct. Yep. That's a team of massive experience, right? 100%. So you haven't got, so rookies, you've got what? Hovland. Who's not a rookie. Match play won a US Open Championship. I'm actually playing with him next Tuesday at the Berkshire, Victor Hovland, in the Round with Radar Pink Series. So, um... I'd like you to know how he's playing when I beat him two and one over nine holes. I haven't won one of them yet. I was going to say, you haven't won a round of radar yet. <laughs> so, but yeah, so there's not much in it. In terms of, I know we talk about rookies loosely because these guys are winners on tour. They're not, you know, the rookies ride a cup era today. It's not what, not what they used to be. But that team's got massive experience in it. So, but does he just bolster it? Yeah, does he go Rose, Sergio... Polter, I mean, that's just a heck of an experienced lineup. Definitely got Polter and Sergio. 
Yeah, I think sure. Connor, I think Connor was bang on. I think he's got yeah. Holter, Sergio. They are going to Whistling Straits. Yeah, it's the third one. Yeah, and I, I think probably a sentimentally, I'd like to see Burnt playing in a rally cup. I'd love to see him. Like Rosie's played many, uh, but you know, yeah. does he drag on experience? Only, yeah. only um, Corey knows, but he's got a bit of a dilemma. Not as much as a dilemma. Like Stricker hasn't got that. He's got six picks. Look, yeah. it's going to get down to the nitty gritty. It's going to be very. Very hard for the Europeans to go over there with no fans from their side of the pond and win this. It's going to be very hard. That The Americans are making so many birdies, even though you all know I am pro-European side. I love the European side. It's where I played my golf. It's where I make my home away from home. It's where my kids live. But I'm telling you, it's going to be very, very difficult. It's like Leighton Orient going to Stanford Bridge right at the moment. It's going to be very Difficult, and there's nothing wrong with Leighton Orient. <laughs> Leighton Orient fans, you do not need to get in touch and complain. He loves you, really. Um, Radar, I miss you, buddy. You're over there in the States and not getting to work with you in person right now, but it's always fun to see your face on Zoom. And, um, yeah, loving episode four. So uh, good stuff. Enjoy uh, Tour Champs this week. And, um, and yeah, thanks to you all for listening. Don't forget Sturkers Radar on Twitter, Sturkers and Radar Pod on Insta. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, that is episode four of Sturkers and Radar and Cut. Play your best and get those new wedges. They're mint. This has been a Monkey Pants Productions podcast.